Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. Guys, just to remind you, we do have a Patreon set up, patreon.com slash OPL show. If you'd like to support the show, it only costs a dollar and there's some cool rewards that you can get uh, as well. So go check that out, patreon.com slash OPL show. Anyway, today, what do we have, Greg? Today's one of those episodes that it's kind of shocking we haven't done yet, I think, because it's so fitting for our show. Yeah, I guess so. We're talking to a stripper. Yep. uh, Exotic dancer. I don't know what the right term is. Yeah. And. I think it is stripper. Yeah, I know. It's probably stripper. Yeah. I don't always have to be. You were trying to clean it up. So politically correct. Yeah, Yeah. I know. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, a stripper. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I don't go to strip clubs. Yeah. I know for a fact you go to strip clubs. And I know for a fact you go. Well. Because we were there together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't go a lot. I know you don't go a lot. No, either. I don't. But I think it's fun. Like I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's a fun thing to do with friends. It's a fun outing. It is great <laughs> with guys with girls. Yeah. If you approach it as not a psycho, like a seedy, disgusting, like yeah, or as a psycho. I just meant like so, you oh, see some. Let's go fucking. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. You know. Yeah. It's not one of those. You things. see some guys there that. I think either go way too hard lunatics actually thinking like I have a chance here. I'm going to meet a girl I'm yeah. taking her home yeah. or just, which is so wrong. Assuming that it's a whorehouse. You, yeah. That you would have a chance that, that the girls there are sex workers, which that's not the case. Yeah. Being a stripper is very different. Right. And some guys there are just depressing. Like there's, yeah. a, there really are always those stereotypical, like that guy just got divorced a week ago, lost his job at yeah. the same time. He's been here since 11 a.m. Yeah. He has like a beige jacket on, <laughs> he's balding, glasses. Yeah. It, it really happens every time. Right. And, and that, there's also like, I feel like a lot of like meetings, like a business meeting. You're like, that looks like a business meeting. Yeah, right. <laughs> These are three guys in suits talking. And like, there's no girls around them. They're just having a meeting. It's, like, it's crazy. But. I think what's interesting too, I, I think it can be a fun environment, obviously, if, yeah. if you respect it and respect the people who work there. Uh, obviously, like so many people we talk to, I think it's it's an industry with a lot of misconceptions. I think we have a lot to learn. I think I think strippers have it rough. I don't think it's easy being a stripper because no, people, y- like you're almost subhuman in a way. I feel like people... I mean, I don't think that. I think people think that of strippers. Like, this isn't a person. This is just like a thing. Beyond them this just is a like toy for dancing tonight, naked. For yeah. And just, I mean, my whole thing is like, you look at the T-Pain song. I fell in love I'm with a stripper. I fell in love with a stripper. I was listening this morning. Dude, when we were young and those Yo, like. You would listen to that <laughs> song this morning. Like, I got to get ready for the podcast. <laughs> but when those little like flute <clears throat> things come on. <clears throat> that's. <laughs> That sound like the recorders that you would play in school. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what that instrument was. Maybe. Oh, man. That was that was our childhood. You know what's funny, too? Because, like, people, you know, it, it's all about how you approach a strip club. Like, if you're going with a group of, of dudes that are just like, oh, yo, we're going to fucking, oh, like, I can't wait to grab ass right now. But that's not, you know, whatever. I, I've never had that kind of experience there. And every time I've gone to a strip club, it's always been like I had an hour long conversation with this one <laughs> with this one stripper about like life and shit. No, like, in the same way. Every single time that's uh-huh. happened. Every time. Yeah. I, it's never like I went in there and it's like, oh, I got a lap dance. I left. Yeah. Like I've always just sat there and we talked about just like random shit. Yeah, it's great. I, I think part of that is, you know, we're able to walk into that environment and not be aggressive and be like young and fun. So maybe... They're attracted to us yeah, in maybe. that sense of like, okay, here's someone I could kind of be myself Have with. Have a conversation with you. But yeah, back to, you know, that T-Pain song, I fell in love with a stripper. That's not an exciting song if it's, I fell in love with a school teacher. I fell in love with an accountant because those are like normal professions, quote unquote. But yeah. why is it so hard to believe that you can fall in love with a stripper? As if strippers aren't capable of falling in love or having relationships outside. I don't think that's fair to strippers. It's because their titties are out. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's the real reason. I mean, like, that's that's the only thing. And, you know, I think... It's a job. It, right, it is. But it's still... I would say it's... <clears throat> abnormal in a way. Not ab... Like, so that's the word I'm going to use is abnormal because 
people aren't walking around with their titties out all the time. So it's like when someone does have their titties out, it's an event. It's like, whoa, okay, what's up? And I think that's also what makes just having this hour-long conversation with someone who's just got their titties out, like, even that much better because you're like, wasn't really expecting it to go like this. You know, like, <laughs> it would be like talking to us, like, your favorite actor and you get to have a conversation with them and you're like, this guy's actually pretty cool. You That's know? a great point. It's like, oh, you're not that person that you depicted on screen just the same way, like, okay, you're not just the person on stage yeah, who's Yeah, like, everyone dancing. has, like, their, you know, their judgments or whatever and you think something's going to go a certain way and I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Well, I'm pumped. I'm excited to learn a little bit about the industry, what it takes to be a stripper, what the day-to-day looks like. You know, what's what's the resume? What are you putting on the resume when you're a stripper? Let's find out. Word. All right, cool. Let's give her a call. Hello? Hey, how's it going? It's Greg and Joe. Hey, how are you? All good. How you doing? So, um... I just wanted to start off uh, this episode with just kind of asking you the question of how did you get started into stripping and like how old were you? Uh, I'll be 28 next month and I think I started in stripping out of desperation like everybody I simply needed money and to pay my rent. Out of desperation you said? Yeah, out of desperation. Okay. Do you think that's common for how most people get into it? It's just I, I need money and I need it fast? I think so, yeah. Plus, when you're born pretty and you have a nice body, why not? Okay. Sounds like easy money at the beginning. All right. I like the confidence. So, so <laughs> how, how long ago was that? Two years. Oh, two years. Okay. So, do you think it's something that, like, I actually enjoy doing this. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, I think at the beginning you enjoy doing it. And then with time, you enjoy it less and less. But you still enjoy the money that you make out of it. Okay, and also like with the with the money, <clears throat> how exactly, uh, you know, do you guys get paid? Like, is it like all the money that comes into the club that night is split up between everyone who's working? So, or? No, you have to pay the house fee every night because you sort of rent the space for yourself to be an independent worker. So you pay like money for the club, and then whatever you make on lap dances on the floor is your money. But then if you take the client to the room upstairs, all the champagne room, etc., then it's uh, technically you split the money that you make with the club. Ah, well, we definitely we definitely have questions about the, the infamous champagne room. <laughs> but just to go back. So what I mean, what do you what are you paying to basically rent that space? I mean, do you have set hours or you basically tell them I want to work? at this time and then you pay them first out of pocket to be able to like get on stage and, and work there? Uh, usually whatever you make during the night, you have a uh, fixed money that you pay no matter what time you show up. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fixed amount that you have to pay the club towards the end of the night. I would say from your experience, so you don't have to, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to pay immediately to be able to work. You can pay at the end of the night in the middle of the night. It doesn't matter. Okay. You can still like work. Do you feel like it's a fair amount, whatever that is? I don't know. Maybe every place is different, but is it within that industry? Do do a lot of the women feel like they're almost getting ripped I off think, by these places? I think women in our industry are very greedy, so they like to exaggerate and say like, "Oh, the club demands too much." But then, if you think about it, if not the club, if not all the effort they put in marketing, you'll be like without money. So you'll be left with zero dollars. So I think whatever they ask is totally a fair amount. I don't think I don't think it's too much. Okay, that that sounds fair. Um, yeah. So I guess to to kind of go back to you starting out in this, out of desperation, I guess you know that that makes sense. It's obviously an industry that a lot of people can go into you know, to make cash. But what is that like just starting out when you decide I'm going to give this a try? Do you go to a place and audition? Like, what do you have yeah. to learn? What, so how, how does I, that work? I started back in uh, France. So it's very different industry in there. So in there, it's a lot of, it's like an art, I would say. So when I started there, I remember I showed up in a club, strip club with my friends and I was like impressed by all these beautiful ladies, you know, dancing on the pole. So it it felt like an art industry and seduction industry for me. So I was like, okay, why not try, right? And usually you just call the manager, call the club and they give you a day, a time and you show up. 
and they ask you like to dance on the floor on the stage and you do your best as long as you're sensual i think <laughs> they end up hiring you which happened to me and then you just start working discovering the industry do you is it like an actual like audition where it's just like the club owner and then you're up there dancing or is it during the night where like like they let you work a night and that's your audition so in france you have to show up like 15 minutes before the club start uh operating and in u.s yeah you just can't show up any time of the middle of the night and if you're taken you can start immediately so you can start immediately working and making your money that night oh wow so you could just get like a job like that same night interesting <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a very simple job <laughs> in a way <laughs> is it, yeah, there's not like yeah we'll call you back and we'll uh we'll figure it out uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um in your experience do you think that there's too many because i mean the way that you're explaining it is like if as long as you're i think sensual is the word that you use as long as you're sensual up there in your audition like you'll get hired so is there like a lot of strippers to the point where it's like you you there has to be shifts or something like that or is there like not enough so i would say it depends on the club but in the good clubs you definitely have these uh periods of the year when there's way too many girls and you simply cannot make money because like when you show up there's like 80 girls per night on the weekend i mean how are you supposed to work wow when there's like 50 guys and 80 girls like it's, it becomes very, very challenging. Yeah, that's, yeah, that seems like a lot. So you said you started in France, and yeah. it, it's kind of more of an art form there. So, so yeah, in France, it's a very clean industry, I would say. I feel like it's art, it's seduction, it's it's just, it's not like in U.S. I yeah, mean, I can't wait to hear about how, how it is in the U.S. compared to France. So I'm, uh -huh. I'm almost afraid. So obviously money you make back in Europe is less than you would make in in United States, but... Uh, here, the industry is very like um, they touch you everywhere. You know, men are uh, men are pigs. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to say it. <laughs> no argument from these two men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, in France, they cannot touch you no matter where you go. Like even in the private room, they uh, they cannot touch you. You'll be totally full. It's a fully naked striptease but they are not allowed to touch you even like with one finger. So they have to sit and watch and cameras are absolutely everywhere. So the manager can show up and interrupt the room anytime if the client like misbehaves. Wow. Now here, it's very different. You're given a lap dance on the floor and they're already trying to touch your boobs, right? And you have to tell them all the time, like you're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that, but they will try no matter what you tell them. Then in the private room, obviously things do escalate to another level. They at least they keep trying, you know, like to to keep touching you everywhere, like to try to get more than just a dance for that one hour. But you know, it all depends also on the girl, on the club you work for, etc. So, do you think most guys here, at least in the U.S., will walk into a strip club if they're willing to kind of pay, if they're willing to go to the private room? Do you think most of them? believe they have a chance to i guess have sex in the strip club is that what most guys and goal is uh, what what do they believe i didn't hear you like are they actually trying to have sex in the strip club i do think so because from what i hear like on the floor they quite often go like oh so what will i get there in that room and that room and you will be like oh you'll get just dances and you know and this and that and they're like, oh, and can I have sex? And how much I have to tip you for sex? And I'm like, yeah, well, this is a wrong place for that, you know? So I would say, yeah, they definitely believe they can get that from you. But then, you know, I don't blame them because I'm pretty sure they've been around. They've been a lot in a lot of strip clubs. Usually guys who come and ask you for that is guys who have been already like experienced with strip industry. So most probably they already had that somewhere. So that's why they come with that experience thinking that they can get that from you too, you know? So that it obviously does happen in certain cases, but it's not I would say so. legal, yeah. obviously. I mean, I haven't seen it with my own eyes, so I cannot say anything, but I would assume from what I heard from men that, yeah, they do get that service somewhere. So when you, when you're working one night and like you're giving some dude uh, like a lap dance and he starts grabbing you and you turn around and you're like hey you're not supposed to do that 
if they continue to do that, like, what do you, what's the like protocol there? Like you have to tell like a bouncer and they'll just throw this dude out. I mean, usually they understand they sort of like after third time he stopped doing it. But, uh, but usually, yeah, you can just step the lap dance and charge him. Yeah. And, and I like, mean, okay, this one, you have to pay me for this one, no matter what. Yeah. It's, it is just crazy though. Because you are really walking into an environment every single night where, I mean, is, is there any fear around that? Like where you don't know who you're dancing for, these guys are trying uh, to touch know, you. Like it is essentially sexual assault happening all over the place because they're doing what they're not allowed to do or touching inappropriately. And who knows what yeah, they even well, say to you. I mean, at the beginning you have to tell them it's not every guy, right? So you have to make sure that they know the rules before you start dancing. So that's very important. And if they start like disrespecting them, you can just like stop and walk away, um, which usually happens. Uh, but um, there is fear, but no, you know, like the fear maybe disappears with time. I would say there is more disgust than fear in this case. Mm. As a woman, you're more like, um, do you think that men are gross, technically? That's what, it's sort of like this industry maybe to like give you money, but I feel like the money like comes and goes. Um, and if you're smart enough, you will like, you'll understand that money doesn't make you anyhow happier. Yeah, you get some financial stability, but no more than that. But it totally destroys your uh, view on men, like on the male gender completely. So do you think that's, I was just going to ask that, like, do you think it has changed your view on uh, the male gender and kind of uh, spilled over into your life outside the club where it's like, I don't, you have like trust issues when it comes to guys or you're like, you know what I mean? Does it affect your relationships in that way? I think it will affect my relationship in my life, but, and I think I need to go through therapy once I stop dancing. But, uh, yeah, definitely damage your view about men. And I guess we all have trust issues in that place. I mean, outside the place, it's it's very hard to, like, look at men in a healthy way after this job. Maybe if you dance for three nights, then nothing will happen. But if you dance for over a year, I feel like it damages a lot how you look at men. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Definitely wouldn't blame you for but that. Then, you I, know, I've had times where I go to strip clubs and I'm looking at some dudes like, dude, this guy's got to take it easy. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're a guy, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I mean, we're all trying to have a good time, but you're taking it to the next level here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're able to, I mean, having worked now for, I think you said two years. Yeah. Is it easy for you to kind of predict the type of guy you're about to deal with? Like you see people come in. And are you able oh, to spot yeah. like, okay, this could oh, be yeah, a fun really. group that, you know, I can just, you know, talk to and have a good time. These people I have to so be careful I feel, of. Yeah, I feel like there is two types of dancers. There's those who never learn, like they can work years there, but they will never learn how to really smartly make money. And those who learn very fast. And I think I'm the second category. So I just, I just need to scan the club. I know from who I'll make the most money. I know who will go upstairs. I know who will make, like take like a decent amount of dances. Those who will not take anything who will be nothing else but a waste of time. Yeah, I just need to look, and then I know who to walk to. So how can you tell? And like, what are some telltale signs that you're like, okay, this guy is going to spend money, or this guy is not going to spend money? Uh, it's. I think it's experience. I think it's simply experience. You know, like the behavior. Uh, how they sit, where they sit, how they behave, if they give money to the uh, on the stage, if they don't, what they order, when they pay, you want to check the credit card, the cash he has in his wallet, how he's dressed, you know. And I also feel like I personally work with my uh, with my clients. Like I know there's type of men that I will never approach. So and because I approach those men that I'm physically uh, physically find decent, I think I end up making much more money because. Like, I'm not disgusted in doing my job, if you see what I mean. So right. I sort of, like, I'm fine with it. I enjoy it to a certain extent. Not that much, though. But, <laughs> like, then, oh, yeah, I know. Then I'll end up making money. So It's all about how the guy looks, how he behaves, how he dresses. So what are some, to, to get, like, more specific, right now, let's pretend me and Joe are aspiring strippers. We're about to start our first day. <laughs> like, what are some tips you would give us? Like, look for guys who, what, are wearing a certain thing or sitting where? Like, what, what are some say, of the examples? Yes, yeah, so, 
some like decent clothes. There's some taste, you know, in the, in whatever he's wearing. Clean, obviously, very important. Um, what so about that's age? My type of clients. Does Who? age? Age. Does, yeah. So age is very debatable. Like, mm, I feel like it doesn't matter that much. But obviously, when you're like around sixty, chances that I will look up to you are very low. You see. Right. I love young. <laughs> <laughs> so what about... I would definitely walk up to you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I have I have a great time in strip clubs. I make friends all the time. <laughs> what does it mean also? You said you said where, where people sit. So if people are closer to the stage, does that mean they're more or less willing to spend money? I feel like those who sit on the, like not close to the stage are usually the best customers for like for rooms. Because they, and those who are by themselves, I usually don't like to deal with groups. Like, usually a guy who comes, like, in a suit with a good watch. The watch actually is also very good, um, like, me- measurement for how much money he has right. and he's going to spend. Um, Especially if you're there alone, I feel like you're ready to spend money. Yeah. Like, well, there's only one reason you're there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless the food's just yeah. that good. The, yeah, then. the sushi is fantastic. <laughs> and usually you also want the guy who is looking at you. So, like, you can walk once, twice, and then if you see that he's looking at you, then you, you better, you know, come up to the guy. It means he's interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and chances to be rejected are very low. Have you ever, uh, you know, because, I mean, I, I, we were talking about before that, in my experience, mm-hmm. every time I've been to a strip club, it ends with me talking to one of the strippers for, like, a half an hour about life. <laughs> And just like having like this deep conversation, like it always happens for some reason. But has there ever been a time where you actually felt a connection to someone that was like a client in a way? So to be honest with you, we're all human beings at the end of the day, right? So it does happen. I think it does happen to all of us, some less than others. Uh, Yeah, it does happen. It does happen to meet interesting men, even though like usually strippers, we all think like, oh, men are gross, men are pigs, blah, blah, blah. But then we all the time, from time to time, we find these guys with whom we can just sit, and we will not even offer dances, to be honest, because usually it's somebody who's interesting and you just want to sit and talk. It's yeah, like that's a break that's, from the routine. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That's what's happening. I, I'm like, I feel bad. I feel like I'm distracting you right now, but like, they're like, no, nah, it's cool. We're just hanging. I'm like, all right, it's cool. <laughs> so, okay. So now, now we understand the type of guy to approach that is probably willing to spend money. So, What's the next step? So you approach this guy. What are some, I guess, kind of tricks of the trade for you to be able to get a guy to spend more money, to say yes to multiple dances, to maybe go upstairs? Like, what are some things we can, you know, whisper in his ear? What are some things we could do with our bodies? Uh, like, there's, there's got to be some tricks. I think, I mean, in my case, I'm very direct. So I think that's what men like in me. Um, I'm very like, hey, how are you? What's your name? Like, I ask a little bit about the background, the industry that a guy works in. That's also like another like uh, measurement for how much money he's going to spend. Then usually I like to ask them why they're here tonight, because that also tells you a lot. Like if he just went through a breakup, you know, if he just was at a dinner, it's like uh, good factors to know to take into consideration. Uh, and usually then you ju- I just like offer like a few dances maybe on the floor. And for me, I find it very simple. So like once I'm almost naked in front of them, they want to go upstairs. Mm. I mean, if he initially wanted that, then like when he sees you in your G-string, he's already almost convinced. He's like, oh, yeah, let's go. So- <laughs> <laughs> the body speaks for itself. So I would say, I would say that's how it works. But I never, like, I remain very clear about, like, upstairs. I never, like, offer lies, I would say, because then I don't want to be, like, t- being responsible for selling lies. Right. But some girls do, actually. And I think also the key to convince the guy is to sort of remain mysterious and vague. So mm-hmm. you have to say things in a way that leaves, like, a uh, uh, margin to imagination, Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So he will be like, oh, maybe this and that. But then men are usually very shy. Like only assholes are very direct. 
but usually respectful men, which I like to work with, they are actually shy. They're like, they cannot ask you, so will we have sex? You know, like yeah. only a guy with 20 bucks in his pocket will ask you something like that. Usually respectful <laughs> men, like with a lot of money, they will not, never ask you something like that. Hmm. And guys, the guys who ask you these disgusting questions, usually they never go upstairs. So you don't want to approach men like that. Hmm. And what's the, like, because what's the difference between, I mean, for you, the incentive is like, if I get this guy upstairs, I get way more money. Like, what is the difference in, like, price there? In what? In, difference like, in what? In, the, in, like, the price. Like, the private room, I'm assuming, costs more than just a, a dance on the floor. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to name the prices of my club. <laughs> you no, know, I mean, but, you don't uh, have yeah, to. It's, like, it's, few, it's few hundreds up to a few thousands. It depends. Which yeah. one you Some guys pick. spend thousands, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they spend thousands easily. That's not a big deal. What do you think it is for the guy? For the guy who will go upstairs, spend thousands, not have sex or any sort of you know real sexual mm -hmm. interaction, what is it? What do you think I they're getting out think, of it? I think, I think it's like for me buying a male uh, prostitute. In a way, I think that's sort of like um, they like to control things based on their jobs usually. So, and he feels like a big baller, you know. Oh, I went yesterday to a strip club and oh man, like I spent 20, 30K easy, you know. So I feel that it's sort of like uh, they get satisfaction out of doing that. They like boost their ego. I feel like men who walk to a strip club 90% have ego problems and low self-esteem. Hmm. So these things, they feel like they, uh, they nourish their ego, they boost that self-esteem. And they're like, oh, yo, these girls, they were like all over me. But we were all over you because of the fucking money, because that's how we make the money, right? But as long as he's nice to us, we don't really care. So I think that's sort of just a mean to to boost his personal ego and self-esteem. I would say that. And have a great time also. Usually men who spend that amount of money for them, it's not money. They have at least a few millions, you know. Wow, that's crazy. Um, you don't have to answer this, but I was just curious because now you're saying like 20, 30K, whatever. What, I mean, and you could just ballpark it as well. What do you, what was the most you think you pulled in in one night? Uh, what was the most what? Well, how much, what was the most money you made in one night? You don't have to give us the exact number. It's like ballpark it. Uh, we can, I, I guess we can go easily like three to five K. That's okay. That's wild. <laughs> in one night. Wow. Yeah, one night. How many sure. guys do you need to bring upstairs for that? Or or could that just be off one guy? Oh, just one guy usually. Wow. You get lucky sometimes. It's uh, the guy with the watch. You're like, this guy. The Patek Philippe, where is it? <laughs> Not <Notilius. laughs> yeah, it's like, Come back soon, please. I'll be Let's here. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about this too. Are there any like phrases or code words or slang that like only strippers know? <laughs> um, yeah, we have some. <laughs> what do you, What do you got? <laughs> secret. <laughs> come on, come one one secret. We won't say it in strip clubs. We promise. No, 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 no. That has to remain secret. Wow. Okay. At least it exists. Least I'm it excited. Exists. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't exist. think it exists. <laughs> it exists. It Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna find out one day. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you go to a strip club, you're like, listen, I know there's Do stuff going on. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna need to know what it is. All right. I got a hundred dollars. I want to know. I'll probably end up spending like five <laughs> yeah, k in a night right. to find it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <gasps> is there competition between the girls? Like, are you friends with some of the other strippers that work there or is everyone like, get out of my way? Yes. So I feel, I think I'm very friendly overall and I think we have a grown up environment. Uh, so we're pretty much 90, 90% of all of us are, we are very friendly to very respectful. Mm -hmm. Like we will never take nobody's client. And, um, but usually we have issues only with the new coming girls because they come from different clubs and they don't know how it operates in our club. So they might be a little bit disrespectful at the beginning, but then they understand like that we're all friendly and there's nothing to fear. Okay, that's interesting. And what about just kind of your personal life outside of the club? I mean, one thing I'm interested in is 
you know, is this something that you kind of own and tell everyone you meet what you do? Is it something that you just kind of keep hidden? You know, do your friends know? Do, does your family um, know? Usually I think we all keep that side of us hidden, which is a little bit difficult when you start the industry because you start feeling like you have uh, two lives, you know, like a double life. And then you also are very sleepy in the daytime, right? So because you finish very late. So your friends never understand, like, mm. you tell them, oh, I don't work, but then they never understand how come you bought this Rolex, this Chanel bag, how come you live in Manhattan, you know, and paying a huge rent. Uh, and then they never understand why the fuck you're not doing anything, but then you're always sleepy. Like, <laughs> what are you exactly doing? <laughs> so this doesn't make sense here. Yeah. Why do you have all this stuff? Damn. But usually I feel like uh, my very close friends, they know, but it's like maybe less than five people. Um... Yeah, but usually something that you hide. And I think I personally hide it not because I'm like sort of ashamed of what I do. I see nothing wrong in doing my job. But usually I hide it because people are very judgmental and not everybody can handle the truth. Right, exactly. Because and unfortunately we're in 2018, but a lot of people still thinking that, oh, stripper equals a slut, you know, equal prostitute. Right. Yeah, I think so. And that, that's not I mean? fair at all. And we were talking about that before we called. Like we like we're down like we strip. It makes so much sense. It's I, I see it as part of the entertainment industry. Yeah. Like these are <laughs> our basic desires. Like it makes so much sense. Like make money off of that. That's fine. If everyone's yeah. just respectful. I mean, it's just like but she the said problem is before. Like, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the problem is that not all women have that self-confidence, you know, to come, to walk on the stage, to remove their clothes and be like, here I am, you know, embrace who the fuck you How are. How do you find now, that confidence? Now give, now give me money for me, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> that's no, that, that's a, a great point to bring up. How do you find that confidence? Because... Yes, it could be uh, maybe an easier industry to get into, but how do you get up on stage, basically take all your clothes off in front of strangers? Was that easy for you or did the confidence build over time? I would say I think maybe it builds over time, but at the beginning you still require like uh, a minimum, right? I feel like not everybody is capable of doing that. Not every woman. Like, um, so yeah, at the beginning you're married, maybe a little bit less confident, but you still do it. You walk to the stage, you're very shy, you take off your dress, you know, and you're there, and then you understand that like nobody died, you know? It's it's just fine. You just showed your boobs, you know, and mm -hmm. we're in 2018. What a big fucking deal. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, and then it becomes like something totally normal. It's like I danced even for one very famous uh, uh, singer, and I was like, uh, he has like millions and millions of followers. And I'm like, so how, how does it feel for you to go on stage? He's like, so how does it feel for you? I'm mm -hmm. like, normal, regular, you know, it's like going for lunch technically. And he's like, same for me. You get used to it. So it doesn't impress you anymore. That's how things are. That makes sense. And, and it's hard because you, I would just imagine you're basically acting all the time. Like no matter what happened in your life before you go to work, like your you dog to, could yeah. have just died, but you have to stand on stage and smile and act sensual and sexy. That can't be easy yeah. every single night. So, yeah, at the beginning I remember like I would not even take any phone call before like one or two hours of me starting my shift because anything which like put me down, I will like it was very difficult to like deal with it because then you will be. It's all about how you feel, how happy you are. Plus, men love the positive energy, right? And they feel when you're down. So right. then you don't make money. And, yeah, I remember at the beginning I would, like, cut myself from everybody before, like, going to work. But with time, you become more resistant. And But, you know, like, I also feel like I was never as lonely as I am today. Like, maybe I have more money than I ever had, but... I feel like deep down, I was never as lonely as I am right now in my coming 28 years old. So, so this job sort of like, you just have to wear that mask no matter, no matter what, right? You just like have to be happy saying that everything is fine. The night is going great, you know? Yeah. And you can't complain. You have to offer them that positive like fantasy, you know? So they like keep giving you money. So do you have like uh an age where like i'm definitely gonna be out by 30 or by i would for me it's not age for me some life factors 
Mm-hmm. So I have like a specific things that I, I need to accomplish while I'm doing this job. And once they are done, I know that I'm quitting. Mm. And do you know what you want to so do like after? Uh, after, after. I have like two, two, maybe two options, but not, not 100% sure. No. Have most of because, the strip. Because you know, oh, one, after this job, you, you're afraid that whatever you're going to do will be boring. Because it's easy or it's easy or difficult job, but at the end of the day, you come. It's music. It's socializing. You know, it's uh, it's like a fun job. But then imagine if you go like back to finance or something like that. What you gonna do? You just sit, watch that fucking screen, and be like, oh yeah, let me run this Excel pivot table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, woo, let me kill myself maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great point. That's that's got to be tough to transition yeah. out of that, and and I'm sure the money just comes obviously quicker and everything when you're when you're stripping. Yeah, yeah. But you, in my case, I feel like it was also a great experience for me. I sort of I I respect money because it's nothing else but like you know financial stability. But um, I lost my money hunger. Like, I, I remember when I started, I would be like, oh, I'll work tonight and tomorrow and after tomorrow. And I'll save, 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 save. But then you get this point when you're so tired, also emotionally and physically, that you just need, like, to spend that money to feel that you're getting something out of this job. And then you realize, like, you just lose, like, that money thing, money hunger, I think. Some some girls, they never lose it. That's why they're there forever. Mm. But that's what's crazy is unfortunately you can't be there forever like everyone gets aged out of that no matter what right also separate idea they should have like a older lady strip club for guys who like older <laughs> probably <laughs> i don't know that's, that's, that's a business a idea, idea right yeah. <laughs> we just found out what we're doing after <laughs> but uh but yeah it's like it's like no matter what i don't want to call it like an expiration date because that just sounds terrible but you know, it is an industry where you're obviously judged on your body and your looks. So everyone has to stop doing it eventually, right? Yeah, I would say so. But, you know, plastic surgery helps. And then, you know, I used to be very judgmental, but I less, uh, I judge people much, much less now. Some women, they have nothing else to do. They've been doing that for the 10 past years, 15, 20 years. What do you want them to do? Okay, they saved some money, they invested in a fucking real estate in Miami. They thought, oh, that will bring me millions. But it doesn't bring millions. It just brings you like normal money to live on decently. It's also, you know, usually I also feel like I'm from a different background. Like I studied and all that. And like it just happened that I got in that industry. And I don't regret it because I learned a lot. But... um, I feel 80% of girls who are in that industry usually have not even a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So you can't judge them for their poor life choices. If I can say so. I mean, after all, I'm in the same industry as they are. Yeah. So do you, do you consider it a poor choice or would you recommend in my people case, get no. into it? Um, so I don't think it's a poor life choice as long as you know why, why you're doing that. I feel like it's very important to keep a focus, like to know exactly why you're going through this. Because a lot of girls, they're there just for the money. And in the case of just for the money, that's not very smart. But recommending, I think I would never recommend the job for any woman in my life. I feel like it's the, it's a great experience. I'm very grateful for it. But it also like um, comes with its price to pay. Mm. Like it destroys you a lot at least it destroys you a lot as a woman so no i would never like recommend it to anybody so you're saying as long as there's like as long as there's like an you're saying as long as it's like is as long as there's an end game and there's a plan then it's okay because it's like you know this is something i need to do out of desperation but if it's just because you're in it because i'm making money doing this it's not necessarily the best idea yeah, that's the idea. If you know what, why you're doing that and you have like an exit strategy and you know what you want to do after, then sure. And you also need a very like strong personality because, you know, it's an industry where you can easily get seduced by alcohol and other things. So, and if you are a weak personality, then chances that you will end very badly are very high. Does that happen a lot? Like, is, are there a lot of cases of addiction and things like that in, in that industry? 
We have few, yeah. I would say so. Even the girls who say that they're not addicted or anything like that, you can tell that they actually are. Hmm. You know what you would be great at? Just full mm? of business ideas. A stripper <laughs> consultant for people just getting into the industry. Manage their money. Make sure they stay on track with their goal for after stripping. We should open a stripper training company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to talk after this. get commissions on the income. There exactly, yeah. There you go. We're, we'll talk after this. There's something here. <laughs> Call me up. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Wow. No, I mean, this This is, you know, amazing, awesome conversation. Is there anything else that, you know, you want to say that we didn't ask anything um, just about your experiences, about the industry as you know it? Um, it's also very interesting just one thing about the industry. I feel like it's going down. Like, even, like, when you talk to the girls who have been there for, like, 10, 20 years, they always say that there was much more money before than now. Hmm. And I think that's, like, because of the Internet and all that. Hmm. True. Yeah, that makes sense. Because but other than that, I think you guys covered everything <laughs> with your questions. <laughs> all right, great. Well, we appreciate you uh, coming on and, and talking to us and giving us some insight. All right, thank you so much, guys. Yes, and no good problem. luck with everything. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye. See ya. All right, before we get to our final thoughts, let's get to our sponsors. Our first one for today is ZipRecruiter. You know what's not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of wrong resumes. But you know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash lives. Uh, unlike other job sh- uh, sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for their candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them for you, okay? And this is has come in handy. Me and Greg, we are a part of Wing. We had to hire some people, and we're going to have to hire people in the future. So ZipRecruiter makes our lives easier. Hiring people is one of the worst experiences in the and world. And it wastes so much time when it you wastes. have those wrong, like the wrong resumes in front of you. It's now, yeah, it's and not only that, but then you got to do in-person interviews, and you're like, oh, I like this person's resume, but it's all these things. So, uh. You know, ZipRecruiter helps with that. It's powerful matching technology, scans thousands of resumes, and identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. And, you know, ZipRecruiter is currently rated number one by employers in the U.S. Um, and this rating is coming from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. So it's a legit thing. And uh, so right now, my listeners can. Try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash lives. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash lives, lives spelled L-I-V-E-S. Uh, but yeah, if you have a business or you have something that you need to hire someone for, definitely use ZipRecruiter. It's free. Okay, It's free. Just hire someone, yeah. even if it's for a day. For no reason. <laughs> <laughs> ZipRecruiter.com slash lives. So here's a question for you guys. How do you get ready today? Did you shower? Did you brush your teeth? Did you wash your face? Maybe styled your hair? I'm asking because I got ready with the help of Dollar Shave Club and here to tell you that no matter how you guys get ready in the morning, Dollar Shave Club Shave Club has something for you as everything that you need to look, feel, and smell your best. Uh, I love Dollar Shave Club. Been using it for a long time. You want a clean mouth, some fresh breath, mm. boom intense peppermint flavor of dollar shave clubs toothpaste hell yeah uh that'll wake you right up in the morning trust me <laughs> it's like it's better than like gets in your nostrils clears out the sinus it, like it, it wakes you up they have a hydrating body cleanser smells awesome uh makes your skin feel smooth you're walking out of the shower like a baby's bottom basically <laughs> uh and <laughs> Uh, I mean, I hope showering and brushing your teeth is part of how you get ready every day. But no matter what, Dollar Shave Club has everything that you need. Uh, Didn't even mention yet their razors, the shave butter if you guys shave in the morning. And right now you can get Dollar Shave Club a uh, starter set for just five bucks. Uh, With that, you get a shower set, toothpaste, toothbrush set, their famous shave butter and razor uh, any one of those sets are just $5. It's the best way to try out their products. And uh, you can pick one of the starter sets. The product gets shipped right to you. Uh, so you don't have to go to a store. You don't have to wait online, anything like that. And you can get yours today at dollarshaveclub.com OPL. That's dollarshaveclub.com OPL. Yeah. First of all, 
she had some bars. <laughs> like the part where she was saying how uh, some with the money. Oh man, I forgot what it was, but I was like, that's when I turned to you and I was like, yo, mm-hmm. I'm like that was deep as shit. Like that was that was awesome. That was really awesome. I didn't, y'all. Honestly, like we come in here, we're excited for episodes all the time, and like when they go well, they go well. When they when they're all right, sometimes they do well. Anyway, that was really fucking cool. That was great. That was great. It's just to to have that peek inside of that lifestyle that like all you just know it as a stereotype you know you just know it as like strip clubs you're going to strip clubs yeah with the boys but there's a these completely dancers, different but, dynamic for the people who work there yeah but yeah. and i'm finding out the slang i'm finding out the slang words. you're not gonna find yeah i'll pay whatever to go to the the champagne i'll room. pay whatever <laughs> once you're in there it's like do you want to dance no i want yeah. you to, i want you to, i want you to talk to me right now okay thousand dollars for every word you give me she's like just let me know the slang yeah, I know. A smart one would just make stuff up on the spot and just take me for everything. But I, I appreciate it so much as like you truly just, you are a performer. You're a performer. Yeah. Just like she said, she, you know, danced for the singer. And it's like, yeah, it just feels natural being up on stage. But the other side is, it's kind of that dark side of being a performer. You kind of get sucked into that cycle of you have to be cheery. You have to be positive you know you have to be that persona that your character is i mean maybe you felt that too with like I, like what you said recently about youtube also like just feeling like you kind of had to keep playing like a certain role yeah and that was one of the things i also because like I, I relate to that as well what you're saying i mean it's only it was only once a week but it was still like yo if i'm in a bad mood like i don't want to fucking do this right now right like i don't want to just like have to smile and try to make people laugh or like to like, I just don't want to do it. And, like, sometimes I wouldn't and sometimes I would and just, like, hate it because it just fucking, you know. And I just remember the thing that she said. The thing that she said was, like, you know, if you're you're money hungry for so long and then you get to a point where you're tired physically and emotionally and you have to spend money so mm-hmm. it makes it feel like it was all worth mm-hmm. it. And I was like, damn. Which I would imagine could kind of dig you deeper into a hole of oh, now yeah. you're spending the money that right. you saved and now it's necessary again. Now you have to go out and dance every night. And you not have only to that, make this money again. But you're buying things that hold no real value value to you. Right. Like, you know, that $5,000 purse. Yeah, that like, designer bag is like, it's cool. But then after a while, you're like, I, I don't care about this bag, you yeah. know? And then you're still doing it. You just don't have $5,000 now. Yeah. And then, you know, and so it's, that was a very interesting, you know, perspective on that. I definitely have a newfound respect for totally and you just never know how people get started into i know i I really just want to like ask everyone that now (laughs) well every stripper (laughs) yeah but just try to talk to everyone in there excuse me what's up how'd you get started doing this yeah do you want to dance no 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 i just want to know all right see you later yeah all right cool see (laughs) you but you would hear such a different story every time but it would also be interesting because you would probably hear uh you know a lot of similar things too of just like i i have a goal you know, I have options. I just need to keep my focus to get out of this. I'm sure so many are never able to get out of it. And then like we were saying, when you kind of age out of that naturally, what do you do? What do you do if you don't have, you know, education skills, if you're not business minded, if a resume isn't like, you know, yeah, you haven't worked anywhere in four years. Like that would look weird or or like you're going to put on a resume and you're trying to get like a day job that you worked at a strip club being a stripper. Is that something you put on a resume? I would say no. Yeah. That's hard. So yeah. So then there's this gap in your life. Yeah, and you're like, wait, what the hell were you doing this past four years? You know? And, and then, then are you forced into something that is entry level, something that it just yeah. does require basic skills. And then a major like she pay said, cut. there's, yeah, I'm taking a major pay cut and how's my life exciting? I have to go into this office to make peanuts like, why wouldn't you try to step back into Yo, the world Yeah, when you said shipping? peanuts, I was like, why would you go into an office to make peanuts? I was talking about, like, the food. I, think, <laughs> I know you're now you were saying, like, a metaphor for, like, not a lot of money. But I was like... I'm a vendor this, at Yankee yeah, Stadium. You, you go to this place to make peanuts. peanuts. I'm like, peanuts are just made... Like, you don't make peanuts, Greg. You grow peanuts. <laughs> wow. That was an interesting scene. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... We got to go back to the strip club now. I know. Well... Now we have to go back. Should we bring the mics? Where do you usually Mic'd sit? Up? <laughs> Where do you usually sit? Strip clubs. Um, I usually sit like on the outside. Yeah, I wouldn't say like right. I don't in like front when people are behind me. Oh. I feel like it's weird. But then you're near the door. No, no, no. no. It's like I'll I'll sit on like a back wall. Like I'll go all the way to the back. Uh huh. Like whatever. I don't care where it is. But I just like would rather be it. 
in back of everyone. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like but I don't, I don't. I don't think I think about it too much. I'm usually with a group. And I think the good thing is, like, I've really only had positive experiences because luckily it's a group. Like, when we've gone together, like, we're... Yeah. We're not here to like rage and like try be to figure somebody. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just you're having fun with your friends first, and it's just a a fun environment to be in. And then, like you said, you kind of end up meeting some of these girls. You just have conversations. You can get a dance. Yes, sure, there's titties yeah. out, dude. It's, it's just I think there's you know nothing wrong with supporting that industry. Oh, it's animalistic. You know what I mean? You're you're embracing the fucking animalistic part of your body. You know? Yeah. Like I like titties. I like I like girls. No, I've I've seen so you in action. You're very respectable. Joe keeps his hands in his pockets at all times. I do not keep my hands. He wears in my a pockets. blindfold. It's he wears a blindfold. Um, <laughs> uh, I I do, yeah, I do have the urge to go to a strip club. I would just be staring. It would look like I'm just staring at naked bodies, but I would just be wondering, like, like who is this person? What are their yeah, plans? Yeah, I do. Like, oh my god, now it's it's, it's completely like, changed my strip club, like time now anytime i go there now it's gonna be a completely different ball game yeah i'm like all right what's going on here i feel like how we, long has this girl <laughs> been on the pole yeah <laughs> on the pole. what is she doing after this what's her plan yeah how much has she saved okay yes 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 these are things i need to know yeah but i i think we got to speak to a stripper but also just a person a human who's very savvy who is definitely understands the business of what she's in oh yeah and i'm sure she does well for that reason she knows what she wants she knows how to go after it she knows the tactics and it seems like she's really trying to have that balance outside of a lifestyle that's very hard to live very hard to kind of live in that nightlife all the time sleep during the day you're on opposite schedules as your friends but yeah it seems like she you know she has some goals that she's chasing and trying to find that balance and i guess in any profession, isn't that all? That, that's all there is. Yeah. You got to find the balance. It's true. All right. Well, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, you guys can follow, follow me on Twitter at Joe Sanagato or go to OPLshow.com slash contact to send us your story or message or whatever you want if you think it fits for the show. Uh, and if it does, we will reach out, schedule something, and uh, get you on. So, yeah. And you can find me at Greg Dybeck. You can follow the show on Twitter at OPL show. Uh, we also have, if you are a patron for a dollar a month, the chat, the discord chat, mm-hmm. uh, where you can talk about episodes and of course leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And you can catch us tonight at a scores strip club in <laughs> Manhattan. Um, there's a little flyers with Joe's face on it. He's going to be making an appearance. Oh my God. And, imagine. Uh, catch- <laughs> That'd be fire. Live podcast in a strip club. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be so cool. No, we won't be at the strip club. Every time we say something cool, like people throw dollars. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> no fee to enter, but you just have to throw dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we have to take our shirts off. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, that is all for this week's episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.